So what we're doing is we're bringing like my, what I know about what we do and what I know about working less and making more. We're bringing that education to the world and just seeing like, okay, when these people come, like what is it that they're going to need at the end? The internet has made it easier than ever to start a business. Succeeding on the internet, now that's another story. The big question is, what are those who are succeeding doing differently? This podcast has the answers. Hi, my name is Lisanne Murphy. I've spent the last three years running a successful advertising agency. I noticed with certain clients, I ran into the same problem over and over again. Their offering was just not grabbing the prospect's heart and wrestling them into purchasing submission. Why? Many of these business owners were so far down the road in their journey and so in love with their product, they forgot who they were serving, missing some essential steps along the way. So. I'm pivoting focus. Join me as I go behind the scenes with the most brilliant entrepreneur minds to demystify the nitty gritty marketing hacks needed to be successful before spending thousands on advertising that ultimately separate the internet legends from the dreamers. On the previous episode, we heard from Kristen Molinar in her short, power-packed episode on how to outsource like a total boss. It is not one you want to miss. This entrepreneur who owns Yes Boss, an outsourcing one-stop solution for solopreneurs, knows her stuff. But while I've got you, stick around. I've got Kristen Molinar on again, this time for her deep dive episode. She gets real with me as she shares the most common mistakes entrepreneurs make in the hiring process. I was literally taking notes for myself the entire episode. Keep listening to hear for yourself. Welcome to the Marketing Matrix Podcast. I'm your host, Lisanne Murphy, and I am here with the incredible, talented Kristen Molinar. Kristen, thank you so much for being on the show with us today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here and to chat with you today. Oh, it's, it's going to be a party. You guys, there is some serious gems in store for us. I wanted to take a second to introduce you and then give you a chance to tell about your story and introduce yourself for those listeners that aren't as familiar with you and what you do. So Kristen Molinar is an entrepreneur enthusiast who lives by the mantra, work less, make more. I mean, let's like hashtag that all over the place, (laughs) which has enabled her to build a six figure business while working part-time hours. Kristen founded the virtual assistant agency, Yes Boss VA, to help other entrepreneurs do the same. The Yes Boss team supports clients as they transform from burned out solo entrepreneurs to empowered and supported CEOs. When Kristen isn't growing her business, she can be found advocating for the foster care and adoption processes. Oh, I just, a woman after my own heart. And let me just say, as someone who, I, I've, I've hired four people just in the last month. And wow, I, it's, I mean, it takes a minute to like get them going, but like, I can already just like see the light. And so like speaking from someone who's been a solopreneur for the last couple of years, like, thank you so much for what you're bringing into the world. We need you. So thank you for being on the show today. (laughs) Yes. I feel that entrepreneurs do need what I offer. Um, probably even more so than they realize. Um, so many people are functioning all by themselves because they think that that's what they need to do. And what I'm finding is that's just a narrative that we want to shift because businesses only recently did businesses start to become this thing that people said, Oh, I have an idea and I'm going to do it all myself. 
And I understand that in the digital age, like we can do it all ourselves and that's fine. And that's great. I think it's a wonderful resource. However, like think back to like the 1950s, for example, if you had a business idea, were you ever doing it yourself? No, probably not. You had to open a storefront. You had to do all these things. And all of these roles were so crystal clear. And I think the digital age is kind of just blurred those lines and all this DIY has entrepreneurs feeling like it's my business. I have to do it all. I have to be lean in my spending. And I just want to flip that narrative. Like we can make money and not work and burn ourselves out. So I oh can, my gosh, I can go on on like a rant here. <laughs> I love it. Well, we're, we're going to bring on the rant. No truth has ever been better said. And I love that comparison to like, if you were to open a brick and mortar business and even today, like you would never ever do it on your own yet yeah. as online entrepreneurs we we take it upon ourselves to wear eighteen thousand hats so yeah. kristen give us a give us a background how, how how did this problem in the marketplace come to you as an insight and how did you develop the skills and get to the point where you've created the yes boss va um company that you've that you've started yeah, so my journey has been a little bit interesting. Um, yes, Boss VA is actually actually the result of what I call entrepreneurial failure. Um, I left my last corporate job at the end of 2014, and I felt like I had all the skills that it took to be an entrepreneur because I was a really great employee, and I struggled hardcore for that first year. I never brought on help. I was trying to figure it all out myself. I didn't even hire a coach. I was like, just, I'm going to be really, really scrappy and learn all the things. Well, I was falling flat on my face like time and time again, because it's hard. Like being a good employee does not make you a good entrepreneur. It's a totally different skill set. I think that that grit of being a good employee is great to take into entrepreneurialism. But so after about a year, I thought, you know what, I'm just burned out. Like I can't do this anymore, but I've now experienced that freedom of, um, not having to report to other people. And I don't want to let go of that. Like I was just feeling really selfish. Like freedom is actually the most valuable thing in my life. Like even more than more so than, you know, making a ton of money, I would rather have freedom. So I went on a website called hiremymom.com and I wasn't even a mom at the time, but I found that that was a place where people went to like hire people to help in their business, like virtual assistants that kind of came on my radar. And, um, I applied for a little position on hiremymom.com. I got the position long story short. I essentially realized that I could bring on more virtual assistant clients if I hired help. So like I never broke that like entrepreneurial desire. Um, I just turned this new thing that I had discovered um, and for me, it was easier to sell myself as a virtual assistant because it was like a job interview. And I learned so much about sales through that process that it doesn't have to be so intimidating, but I realized like, Hey, this actually is a business. And the cool thing is that I was able to start working with people who were where I wanted to be. And I could learn their skills along the way while getting paid <laughs> to do the work behind the scenes. Like it was just amazing. And so it went from this, like being in debt to my, not really, I wasn't really in debt to my business, but I felt like I was like emotionally and mentally like bankrupt to my business to bringing in money to get paid to learn how to be an entrepreneur. And then, so here I am now, what is it? I think going on five years, 
going on five years. And in the last year and a half, I've really owned the fact that we are truly an agency and we provide agency support to entrepreneurs. And it's amazing. Like I finally feel that, um, that I like can be an entrepreneur on my own anymore. Like I don't have to piggyback on anybody else's experience, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so tell, tell us more about, about your agency. Like, do you, um, how does that model work and how does it serve entrepreneurs? Yeah. So we have, we, we function in a way that's a little bit different than most people think when they think of a virtual assistant. And we've kind of struggled with that term because people understand entrepreneur or entrepreneurs understand virtual assistants, but really what happens when you work with an agency and what makes us different is all of our entrepreneurs get paired up with an account manager internally. And that account manager really functions as like an operations director or like an integrator in your business. They're really like seeing and owning your vision and helping you execute all of those pieces. So because we function as a team, your account manager is then able to internally utilize all of our team members to get your vision accomplished. So rather than having to hire like a graphic designer and a ClickFunnels expert and somebody who can like manager client communications, like we pair you up with one person who's going to manage all of those internal parts. And what I love about it is that for the solopreneur who became an entrepreneur because they wanted to make money and have freedom in their business, but didn't want to grow a team, but wanted to have the benefit of a team, like we're the perfect fit for that person. Um, because I've just found that it's not necessary. Like you need to look at what you want in your business and then find something that fits within that. And so we provide that for that unique audience. Amazing. Oh my gosh. That is so awesome. Like I, so you're obviously, I mean, you've mentioned ClickFunnels, so you're, you're in that community. Russell always says like, think of the who, not, not the how. Um, so like who is going to help you create that vision that, that you're, that you're trying to create. And you yes. are like, instead of, instead of hiring a thousand people and churning through people that aren't good, like let us take care of that qualifying process. And you're just going to hire one, hire us essentially. And we'll, and we'll take care yeah. of that. That's yeah. amazing. The hiring process is hard. I think the best, the best team members are people who really buy into your vision, have the right character and have the right skill. And I think what's happening a lot when we're hiring a bunch of team members is we're hiring just for skill and we're not necessarily getting the most out of those people because we're not like a vision casting for them and we're not bringing them into our vision. I feel that that's a lot easier to do when you have just that one person and you're constantly talking to that one person. And then that person, like internally for us, that's our account managers. Like they're able to hold your vision for you and see some of your blind spots. And then externally, like cast vision downward into our team to make sure that we're, we're getting everything accomplished. So I think that it also prevents a lot of turnover. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes, it is. Because then you have to train somebody else and, yes. and it's just a really costly process. So Talk to me about your, your process in, in developing this. Like, was this, like, did you see it and it just like, you were like a freight train and it was creating this thing or like, where you, you go a certain way and then you hit a wall and so you need to pivot and like, like what, what was this process like for you creating this and coming to this point? A lot of pivots for sure. So when I first started, I did all my own account management and I, um, so I did all the client facing work and I was scared to tell clients that I had people helping me with their projects. 
for whatever reason. I think looking back, it was probably a, um, it was probably a not feeling worthy of making money without burning myself out. I think it was like a worthy mindset thing. Um, so that's where I started. Um, then, and let me just add this layer onto it. While I was running the business for the first three years, I thought that this was just like some side hustle that was like funding my life while I pursued what I thought would be my real business. So I'll tell you, you know, this is another layer of feeling like I wasn't worthy of having easy money. I was had this business, Yes Boss, which was doing fantastic. It always has done fantastic. And I was pursuing these other jobs. So I'm working five hours a week, probably getting Yes Boss to make full-time income. And then I'm pursuing this other business working like 40, 50 hours a week because I was just sure that, that I had to work hard to be worthy. Like, I don't know. It was just ridiculous. So yeah. all that to say... Like it really brought, like when I looked at all the pieces together, I was really, I realized that I had um, clued in on something that I didn't realize that I had clued in on. And that was that I could work five hours a week and make a full-time income. Like, holy cow, like that's the gold. The gold is right there. The gold is in this little piece. Um, and I think pursuing other things showed me and illuminated that making money didn't have to cause burnout, didn't have to have me working a ton. What it needed is an essentialist approach, really good processes and people. And then it just kind of ran on its own. It was like kind of a miracle. So going back, I kind of uh, sidetracked there, but going oh, back to your, to your question. So the first three years was me like account managing and running other businesses. And then what happened is I really felt like I was burnt out. I was totally burnt out. And I really felt, felt this prompting that I needed to steward the business that was making money and I needed to say no to everything else. And that was hard for me. Um, I didn't want to be seen as a virtual assistant in an entrepreneur's world. I wanted to be, it was a pride thing. I wanted to be seen as an entrepreneur. And whenever people would say, oh, she's a good virtual assistant, I'm like, oh, it was like a dagger to me. Like, I just didn't want to be known as that. And so I put aside my pride and I also just realized like I need to steward the gift that I've been given and I've been treating it like an ugly duckling and not stewarding it. It's time to steward it. So this was about a year and a half ago. I had let go of everything except for the agency and I wasn't even calling it an agency at the time, but I realized like, look, I'm sitting on an agency and I went to a conference and in that conference from the stage, they were pitching online summits or like telesummits and online conferences. They have a few different names. So from the stage, they're pitching this. And I realized like, oh my gosh, I'm sitting in a crowd of a thousand people who are being told that this is the way that you launch your business. And I've done this before. I know how to do this. So in that moment, I decided, okay, I'm going to start telling people that I run a virtual assistant agency that specializes in online summits. Like I'm just going to go with it. And so I started telling people that in that conference, it was just this like flippant decision. And what resulted is making over a hundred thousand dollars in the next 12 months, just doing summits. It was just crazy to me, but I saw an opportunity and I just thought, you know what? Like I have to jump on it. Um, so from there we realized that we don't necessarily want to be just, just doing summits and we've broadened, um, our offerings um, and really the pivot that we are from just summits to where we are now has a lot to do with the team that I hired. I've pivoted my business to fit the needs 
or to fit the skills of my team. And I think that that's like the most amazing thing that I've been able to tap into yet because my business and what we do and how we make money is more of a reflection of the people that I've hired than it even is of me. Like I don't hardly have to show up. They're really just running this well-oiled machine for me, which is so cool. That's amazing. Well, I love how like, like the, something that, that we talk about often um, that, that you'll recognize since you've listened to the podcast is we talk about the importance of understanding and nailing down your dream customer. And the way you do that is you niche down. And so it wasn't until you niched that you really like exploded. And it's when you get big, then you're able to like broaden your offerings and expand your skill set and, and your reach and your capabilities. But yes. the power of niching in and dialing in on a specific person that it has a specific problem is just, it's, it's a game changer for, for every business. Oh my gosh. I had no, see, this is the thing is I had heard that and I'd been so scared of it. And then when I did it, it was like, it just changed everything. It just became so easy. Like people would ask me what I do and I had one sentence. And now that we've broadened a bit, I'm like, oh my gosh, now I don't even know how to say what we do. And it's been this whole like process. So I always recommend to people like, yeah, you've got to niche down. It's, there's so many benefits. I feel it's hard to even explain to you how many benefits there are. I love that. It's so hard to explain. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. And that, that is like the, my, my, my personal message from the rooftop is like one of the way, and, and it's also one of the ways you stop burnout, right? That you experienced yeah. is, um, to, to, to niche down and, and get really, really focused on, on what yeah. it is that you're trying to accomplish. I love it. Okay. So, um, where, where are you going? You've, you've owned now, you are an agency and you are a boss lady and you are rocking the world of, of helping people with their teams, which is a huge pain point for entrepreneurs. Yeah. Like where, where are we going with this? Like, do you know, or are you like, uh, we're just one step at a time. Like what, what's, what's, where's yes boss going? Yeah. So I just had a, a call with some of the key people on my team yesterday and I laid out the vision for them. And um, maybe there's a lesson in that itself. I laid out a vision that I really wanted to have like an A to Z plan. And I told them, I said, you know what, I'm giving you like an A to M and then like M to Z, we're kind of just like holding our hands open, kind of just waiting to see what that, what happens. Like <laughs> um, we're at a point right now where I've realized that this team that I've built has been so skilled in building my clients' businesses that I'm like, I actually am a little bit jealous. I'll say that. I'm like, we've spent so much time making so much money for so many people. Like, let's use some of these skills to develop and serve really people in our audience in more ways than we can serve them right now because of that one-on-one -on -one service we're providing. So we're internally developing, um, we don't know exactly what it's going to be. We have some funnels in place talking to entrepreneurs about eradicating entrepreneurial stress. I am so big on this work less, make more. I put together a blueprint and a video training and really walk people through my steps there. So what we're doing is we're bringing like my, what I know about um, what we do and what I know about working less and making more. We're bringing that education to the world and just seeing like, okay, when these people come, like, what is it that they're going to need at the end? Honestly, like, and it's crazy. I'm just saying this publicly, but I'm just owning it. Like, I don't know. We're going to show up and we're going to serve. And then we're going to see how we can serve after we've given what we can right now. Mm. We'll see where it goes. 
I love it. Okay. So, so tell me more about, I, I want to, I, I would love for you to dig into the entrepreneur psychology that you see when you work with entrepreneurs. Like what, what is it that they're missing that's causing them to work more and make less? Hmm. I really think it boils down to um, an abundance mindset issue. <laughs> I think that there's this weird belief that our time is not very valuable, but our money is like crazy valuable. And that, that, that just confuses me. But at the same time, I get it because I've been there. Like I just see entrepreneurs all the time. And, and this goes like for the clients that we work with. I see this like stark difference between people who are just like starving and people who are just blowing up. The people that are starving are spending so much time like over giving their time. Um, but they are so stingy on spending money. Um, so for example, we have clients who will hop on like discovery calls with, with their potential client and they're spending like way more time than they've allotted for. And I feel like it comes from this desire to like prove yourself. Like you just need to overprove your value. And I don't want this to be confused with the need to provide value to people up front because there definitely is that need. However, you can fulfill that need without spending so much of your own personal time. Like that's why we develop processes. That's why we develop templates. That's why we have like emails, this uh, email automation. And that's why click funnels exist, you know, all of these things. But those people are always like, well, I can't spend, you know, I can't go over budget and we need to make sure we stay under 20 hours a week or, or not 20 hours a week, usually it's like 20 hours a month for these people. Whereas on the flip side, our other clients are like, they know, hey, once my hour is gone, I cannot get my hour back, but I can put money into my business and I could buy time. Because you literally can as a business owner, when you're hiring people and when you're delegating, you're buying time. And another thing that entrepreneurs don't get with this buying time concept, or at least people that are more in the beginner stage or dealing with like a, an abundance mindset issue is that the things that you're doing that take you like four hours, you could pay somebody for one hour and they could probably get it done for you better than you're doing yourself. And so for the entrepreneurs, like in that very beginning stage, like I really just encourage people to start doing that right away. Like if you're just getting started and you've decided like, okay, I know everything about, or I've consumed all this content about click funnels. And then you're like diving into the technology. Don't try to figure out the technology yourself. Like that's going to take you a while. There's going to be this huge learning curve. Instead, hire somebody, find somebody like Upwork or there's Facebook groups or there's hiremymom.com. Like hire somebody to go in and like set this all up for you. And if your desire is so great that you have to know what's going on, also task them with going through like a video training of how they set up your specific account. Like, I feel like that's a way like right in the beginning to hack this delegation so that you can start making progress in your business a lot faster. Another benefit of this is that as entrepreneurs, we get hung up because we're scared of things like doing things is simple, but it's not easy because our mind gets in the way. And when we bring other people into these um, tasks that we need to do in our business, they're not going to get hung up by a poor mindset like we as entrepreneurs do. So you're kind of hacking that system as well. And you're jumping over that fear. 
Oh, I love this so much. And maybe, maybe it's just because it's like, this is like where I'm at right now. Right. Where like, you know, I've built a, I've built a six figure business and, but I um, am, you know, always questioning the weight of time and money and skill sets that I need versus skill sets that I should outsource. And it's, it's, and, and if you hire, like, who do you hire first and how do you know who to hire? I mean, so all, all of this is like so, so real and so relevant for, for me. And I appreciate you just like distilling it down into being like, get over yourself, <laughs> recognize where your pitfalls are and, and get, and get some help because, um, it's, that's just, it's awesome. I love yeah. that so much. Of course. I feel that this is not something that's talked about very often as entrepreneurs we're in a, uh, inundated with a lot of like strategies and stuff, but not very many people are talking about this business ownership. Like what does it look like to own a business? Not to like run your own thing, but to look at it from like an entrepreneur's perspective and from that visionary perspective. Mm-hmm. Heck, well, I think an entrepreneur to be a visionary. Yes. Yes. Well, and I love how like in your bio, it says that they, that you, that people become empowered and supported CEOs, which when you look at like a corporation, like, like take, anything we'll just say like Procter and Gamble like the CEO of Procter and Gamble is not like building funnels and writing copy for the products that they're selling and stuff like that no (laughs) he is you know disseminating the vision keeping track of the financials you know and and I mean he's not even like keeping track he's just watching them um but entrepreneurs yeah exactly we need to we need to get in that, in that mindset and recognize that like Procter and Gamble did, is not a one person show. Like they have yeah. thousands and thousands of people supporting, supporting that, that vision. I love that. So as you've been through this process and I love how like you were really open and vulnerable about saying like, like you were, you didn't want to call it an agency and, and for a while you didn't want to be like known as a virtual assistant. Like what have been some of the transformations that have occurred for you personally as you've been on this journey? Hmm. That's a really good question. I do feel like more than anything else in my life, and there've been a lot of things in my life that, that have caused a lot of growth, but more than anything else, this is entrepreneurialism has been like the biggest spiritual journey for me, like learning how to trust, um, and grow and, um, only bear the weight that I was supposed to bear. like putting, I I tend to put a lot on my own shoulders and realizing that like, you know what, this is, I only have so much control and like, I believe that God has full control. So like, I just have to kind of ease up and I have to choose peace. This has been, um, I would say if I could only tell you one thing that has changed since I became an entrepreneur, it would be peace. And, um, I have learned how to have peace in the roller coaster, which is <laughs> a huge learning curve. I mean, it, it has taken me a long time. About a year ago, maybe a little bit longer than a year ago, I, I, I finally tapped into having peace through the financial roller coaster. And now I'm learning how to have peace in the timing of, of rolling out my vision, because I tend to be very like, no, I want it now. Like I'm ready to go for it. I don't want to wait. And you know, January, when we're recording this, like January, my whole entire family was hit with the flu. 
I had all this like vision for these things that we're going to pull off. And then like, I was completely derailed. So I'm learning to have peace in that process. But one thing that, um, that I like in practice, like how I've put this in action is that when I'm deciding what I want to do next, I'm evaluating whether I'm doing it because I'm fearful of where I am now, or if I'm taking a step forward in, in feeling peaceful, like I'm excited and I feel peaceful about this next process. I realized this shift when, um, when I was running the agency, just me, I was the only account manager and I had two major clients and I thought one of them was going to leave. And I thought, oh my gosh, my income's about to be cut in half. Like I need to be looking for other clients. Like it's just this dire need. This is not like a, do I want to, this is I need to. And I thought, well, okay, my, I'm, I'm doing this because I'm scared how effective is that going to be just doing things because I'm scared? And is that really what kind of life I want to create for myself is just functioning out of fear all the time. And I honestly, when I evaluated it, I didn't have any peace for looking for other clients, which is so weird. It didn't make any sense. And sometimes peace won't make sense, at least for me, it just didn't. Um, and I decided, you know what, I'm not going to go out and look for new clients until I feel peace about it. And I spent about three months just with the one client. And it really allowed my business to figure out like where I wanted it to go and how to make sure that I was creating like systems and processes and like financial um, leanness in my business. And it created a stronger foundation for me. And then looking back, like I realized like, oh, that's why I wasn't just supposed to go out and get more, 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 because I was laying on this foundation that had a lot of cracks in it. And this allowed me to build that foundation there. So I wouldn't have known or I wouldn't have been able to experience this if I hadn't really made a conscious effort to do things and take action because I felt peace about it rather than just feeling fearful about it. So that's been the biggest shift for me, um, leaning on feeling that and not just taking anxious action because, yeah, like I said, like I'm impatient. I have a lot of ideas. Like, I don't want to wait for anybody. I'm super money motivated. So the idea of not making money or not trying to make more money is like weird to me. Um, but I was realizing that that stuff was leaving me feeling burnt out and leaving me feeling depleted. And my life is just more calm now. And I love that. I lo that is so powerful. And and I love how like you, you really, you reframed the situation, right? Like when you went down to one client, like it gave you the space. I had a very similar experience last August. I lost, uh, so I have a Facebook uh, advertising agency and I, and I shouldn't say I lost, like it was a bunch of different reasons, but my clientele was reduced by about 80%. And I like about lost my shorts uh, because like, as you know, as an agency, like that income is, it supports your business systems, your, your livelihood, everything. So like, to lose a client, it's, it's taking a chunk out of your, uh, a huge chunk out of your income. And I was like freaking out. And, but what occurred from it is it gave me the space and time to really figure out the direction that I really was interested and in pursuing. And I'm so grateful. I wouldn't have had the mind space or the uncomfortable space to force me to ask myself the hard questions because I was just comfortable oh, yeah. doing client work before, you know? Yeah. Um, so I we'll use that stuff to like thumb out on what we should be doing. Right. Like I do. Yeah. 
Like, I'm just going to do this fun stuff and I'm going to ignore the foundations that are cracking over here. And you can't when you get in those positions. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. So I super, super identify that with, with, with that and, um, love, love that perspective that you shared. So what is, so, so like, as you've like, you've gained, you've gained this piece and you um, have had the time to create the vision and you know where your business is going. Like what I would love to know, like, um, especially since you're, you're coming out of your, your family having the plague pretty much for, for the oh. last, for the last month. Yes. Um, like, like what, what is the thing that you're thinking about? Like when you don't necessarily have to think you're like, Oh, I, I, I need to, I need to figure this out for my business. What is that thing? Yeah. Maybe like what you think about in the shower or when you're oh. eating or like whatever. Yes, because all the important thoughts happen in the shower. <laughs> yes. Amen to that. <laughs> Oh, I bought an entrepreneur friend one time, like a notepad that she could write on in the shower. <clears throat> and I've been thinking, I need to get that for myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what I think about is um, how to continue to build a business that's centered around my team. Like I, my last corporate position, I loved my job, but my boss treated me so terribly and so one of my motivations was to not only create like a positive environment for myself, but to be able to provide that opportunity for other people. And I have a truly amazing team. And so what I've realized, and I touched on this a little bit earlier, is like my team skills go a lot into building my clients' businesses, right? But we share this common vision with one another about wanting to eradicate stress, um, wanting to have an alignment of priorities that business isn't at the top of the list. Like we, I love business and I think about it all the time. Don't get me wrong. But I realize, like with being a mom of a young child, I have a two year old, like my business can't be at the top of the list. And so bringing in and evaluating the skills of my team I feel like there's just so much room to capitalize on it. And that sounds so cold, but like they want that. Like they want to be able to utilize their true strengths to come together as a team and serve these people. And we don't want to continue to function necessarily in like silos of client projects. We want to all come together. So I'm always thinking about that. Like, what does Lisa bring to the table? Like, what does Paige bring to the table? Like, what can we do that's going to really capitalize on what Goldie brings to the table? Like, let's think about that and all just like come together. And what's so cool about that is the more we vision together, like the stronger our team comes and then the bigger impact we're able to make. Like we're, we're already able to make more impact than I could ever make by myself. And so really like, isn't that the entrepreneurial dream? Like we come into this wanting to make a big impact. And um, when I started sharing that burden with the people on my team, I've just seen it ex the, the impact that I'm able to make just exponentially grow. And that's been a beautiful thing. I love that. That's amazing. Oh, that's so great. And, and I know that because it's something that you're thinking about, you're going to figure it out. Oh that's, yeah. That's just your personality. Oh, I'm so excited about it. <laughs> so awesome. Okay. So, um, how can people follow your journey? 
get a hold of you, use your agency. Like, I'd love to give you a second to just like talk about how people can learn more about you. And then you also, I want you to speak into, um, you talked about stress and how that's like a big like motivator that you want to help eradicate some of that stress in the world. Um, and I know that you um, have a series that you're wanting to give listeners. So I want to give you a chance to talk about that as well. So how can people follow you, hire you and learn from you? Yeah, of course. So if you want to keep it casual, you can of course follow us on Instagram. Um, we're at yes or yeah, at yes boss VA. Um, and so we just talk about like working, working less and making more and how to really develop that CEO mindset. It's just a super casual way for us to pour value. Um, I will say that on our Instagram, you're never going to find a whole lot of consistency because we don't find that Instagram is what moves the needle a ton for us, but we like to show up and we like to educate. And I think it's a fun platform to connect with people. Um, and if you're a solo entrepreneur that is just like, Hey, I know I need a team, but like, I don't want to build a team. Like I just need a person. Like I just need to clone myself. <laughs> you know, that's what we hear from a lot of our clients is I just wanted to clone myself. I thought that was the solution. So if you're looking for a clone, we don't have any cloning technology, but we have the second best thing. <laughs> And that is an amazing account manager that can really come alongside and really um, share your vision with you. Um, and so if you're interested in finding more, um, finding out more about that, you can go to our website, um, yesbossva.com. And then if you're just looking for like, hey, Kristen, help me out. I'm like stressed. I'm burnt out. Like, I don't even know the best place to start. Like, I know that I'm saying a lot about hiring a team, but like, I, I don't even know like what that looks like. Like, I just don't even know. I got you. <laughs> like, I want to help you out even if you're there too. Like, you don't have to know where you need to go. You just have to know that you're stressed out. Um, we put together a work less, make more blueprint. And this is perfect for people in any stage of business. We really walk you through a three-step process that I have, um, really taken my experience as an entrepreneur and then also what we've seen with clients and we've distilled it into like three steps that you can take at any stage of your business. This isn't a new strategy for like a new marketing strategy or anything like that. It's, it's literally like, let's evaluate what's going on and figure out what's essential. Like what should you be automating? Like, what is it that you can delegate? And let's, let's talk about delegation. Like like, can you delegate without it just being a bunch of overhead costs that just depletes you? Like, can you delegate and have that delegation also result in more profit in your business? Like, this is something that we don't talk about. Like, how do you get more profit in your business without it being more work on your plate? And so we talk about that in this blueprint series. Um, and I actually give a checklist with 101 ideas for bringing more profit into your business without adding any work to your plate. That's just so important to me. You're never going to find me telling you to do more. You're probably going to find me telling you to do less. So if that's your cup of tea, head over there. Um, the URL for that is yesbossva.com slash work less make more. I would love to just help you out and just help you get rid of that stress in your life. It's not a necessary component to making money. Oh, I love it so much. I'm going to go and get that myself for sure. <laughs> so thank you so much. We're going we're gonna to drop the links to all of, all of those resources that you talked about in the episode notes. So guys, 
This is, oh, I'm so glad we brought you on the show. This is a resource you have to take advantage of uh, and take it from someone who's like in the middle of hiring process and maybe I'm not even doing it as smart as I should because I'm going about it doing my, my whole own team. So maybe I need to fire them all and come talk to you, but I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm not going to do that, but uh, they're doing, they're doing an amazing job. But um, just thank you so much for everything that, that you are, you, you've given us today and for sharing your heart and your journey just means the world. And uh, I know that our listeners thank you as well. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's just an honor to be able to pour into the lives of other entrepreneurs and um, just help people avoid some of the struggles that I've had. And um, it was such a pleasure chatting with you. I, I love this. This is so much fun. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for coming. Thank you for tuning into the Marketing Matrix podcast. On the next episode, you will hear from yours truly again with part four of our six-part series on dream traffic. This episode will cover graphic number four, offer graphics. This concept is considering the necessary elements of how a prospective customer will react to your offer. It's going to be straight fire. So hop on to the next episode to hear the entire thing. And while I've got you, I wanted to remind you about the Marketing Matrix Toolbox. This resource is, has tons of free marketing tools that are there to make your marketing journey easier. We add content to it each week. So check it out and register for instant access at toolbox.themarketingmatrixpodcast.com. And if you also want to join the conversation surrounding marketing, check out my free Facebook ads for coaches, course creators, and lifestyle brands Facebook group. This is an awesome community where people are trying to master the ad game and scale their business while saving time. You can jump in at the free group at facebook.com slash groups slash FB ad ninjas. All right, that's it for now. See you next time on The Marketing Matrix.